And now to open Cast and Wax, number 113, a special karaoke presentation of Waxwork Theme F. So that means you, yes you, sing the vocals. I'll sing the backups. Get ready. And go. was very exciting so listen up listeners that was the karaoke track to waxwork theme f you can find the the, the lyrics to waxwork theme f on my website uh, under the uh, rhapsody and wax section and i want you yes you to record your karaoke version of waxwork theme f and the best version of waxwork theme f i'll play it here on the show i'll play you singing my song on my show isn't that exciting and i already recorded all the music and the backing vocals for you so all you got to do is sing the leads you're you're a great singer I, i'm sure of it i'm sure of it so Sing it. Sing it on up. Anyway, uh, we have a big show for you today. Uh, lots of things happening. You're, you're probably wondering, uh, let me, let me start with Dr. Pembleton. You're probably wondering where he is. Uh, I've been granted permission to do the show on my own. That's pretty exciting. Uh, I'm still seeing him every day. So don't worry. Don't worry. I'm still under his supervision. I know people were worried, but he is, as you all heard, a very competent, uh, psychologist, animal psychologist. Um, and you will, like I said, you will hear from him maybe at some point again in the future but i for now i'm i'm okay i'm okay to be on the show all right uh, i'm not gonna hit myself in the head i'm being strong but i uh speaking of people being strong i have some other guests here uh hosts i should say they're not actually guests they're here every episode uh for example mr scape white say hello scape hello dad oh dad i am the best singer you should have had me sing the lead vocals while you were singing the backing vocals oh you want to do a, a karaoke version yeah, of the yeah, I, because I'm the best singer, so I could do it. Okay, well, speaking of you being a good singer, though, I mean, you've got your own things to be singing. What do you mean? 
Well, I you from what I understand, I, I've listened to all the episodes from when I was gone now. So from what I understand, you got an extension on your thesis. You, you're, you're taking it, it's as an incomplete right now, but you got an extension. So it's the summer. Classes have got to be starting soon. What is it, July? So when do classes start? In late August or, or do they start in, in September? I don't know. I, mean, I don't remember. Well, but either way, I mean, you, you, you're supposed to, over the summer, finish your thesis. So you should be, you've been working on it, I assume, right? Uh, well, yeah, I, well, what I did was... Do you remember when you read me uh, Call of Cthulhu? Yeah, that was that was ages ago before I was kidnapped and, you know, last semester that we read that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, we did that. Yeah, yeah, we did. That's, so that's all you've done? That's You haven't worked on it at all? Dad, it's been, I've been thinking. I has to, has to germinate. The excuse you gave was that without me there, you couldn't record. So that sort of supposes that you have the songs all written or, you know, you've got an idea of what we would have been recording. Had I been here to record, and now I've been back for a few weeks, and granted, I've been a little, you know, uh, I haven't been fully up, up and running, but I've been back for a while, and we haven't recorded anything, and you're saying it's not because of me, it's because you haven't actually even written a song. I've got to tell you, I need it somewhere to do it, so I've got time. You've got, yes, you have time, but again, you were supposed to have done it, th- 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 this is ridiculous, you are, you're going to flunk out of rock school. No, Dad, I'm not going to flunk, because I'm a good singer. Yeah, but you got to do the work. There's more to it than just singing. I mean, granted, people are going to send in karaoke versions of the song, presumably, because they're good singers. That's great. You know, that's awesome. Castandwax at gmail.com is where you can send them to castandwax at gmail.com. Or, you, you know, you can put them up on YouTube. You can uh, link to them through SoundCloud, anything like that. Anyway, uh, Scape, so the point is that you were supposed to have done this work. Yeah, but, Dad, I didn't do the work. <laughs> what are you going to do? It's not funny. Dad, okay, here's how, here's how things work. You have a school, okay, right? I have a school. No, well, you don't, but somebody... I have a school, right? Yes, you have a school that you go to, kind of, over the internet. Right, right. So, if I don't do the work, uh, what happens? They Then they give you an F. F? F? Yes, you know, like the grade F. F is... F is how you spell food, so they give me food. No, no, F is also how they spell fail. So they give you fail. No, I don't want that. Well, then you have to do the, that's what, yes, you have to do the work. Remember when you got A's? Well, I want you to continue getting A's, like A pluses. That's the ideal thing. When you got, I got A plus, you got mad at me. That's because you were supposed to get an A plus plus. Don't worry about, okay, forget that. For now, you got to do your thesis. This is a very important thing. You're very lucky they're not taking points off for it being this late. And it's because I was kidnapped. But I think you were exploiting my being kidnapped. I don't think you actually cared all that much. Anyway, the point is, now that I'm back, we're supposed to be recording. Have you done any work at all? Well, yeah, a little bit. Okay, what did you do? Well, I I, I learned how to say a thing that is a weird Cthulhu thing. Okay, so you can say a weird Cthulhu thing. Is that all you learned how to do? Dad, it's a wrong stuff. Okay, just... We'll work on it, okay? We'll work on it. Maybe we'll, we'll work on it next weekend, okay? All right, maybe. That's okay. Good. Good. We're going to work on things. I actually like to get to work on things. Okay, we're going to do it. Fine. Good. Okay. Um, oh, uh, so speaking of um, England, which is where Scape's Rock School is, he, he does it over the internet for the Rock Institute of Rock in England, in uh, London. Speaking of England, our next guest, Mr. Rory Sinjin, our guest, I call him a guest, our, la- our next co-host, Mr. Rory Sinjin is uh, leaving on a trip to England tomorrow, is that correct? Uh, well, yes. I mean, I wouldn't, it's not a, I mean, it's a trip. I mean, I'm flying to England. 
I'm not I'm not holidaying in England. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not going there for a, a vacation. I'm 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 going there to conduct some business. So you know, there's that. Right. Well, what kind of what kind of business are you conducting in England? I am going there. I, can we not talk about? I'd rather not talk about it. Actually, oh, come on, Rory. I I know you. It's it has to do with the podcast. So you really should talk about it on the podcast. It doesn't have to do with the podcast. I don't see why it has anything to do with the podcast. It's that's a a totally separate situation. It has to do with the podcast because it stems from events that occurred on the podcast as a result of other events on the. It, it's it's it is very much to do with the podcast. So please, if you would, just share with the the listeners. I, I, if you don't, I'm just going to tell them. All right, fine. Yes, fine. I'm going back to England to initiate. Uh, insolvency claims. I'm, I'm going to be de- declaring bankruptcy. So. Declaring bankruptcy. Yes, uh, yes. I have no choice. There's a lot of money uh, being being billed to me as a result of the Slam Jackson investigation into Frank Allen, um, and I am not going to be able to pay it. You see, because I was, as you heard on the podcast, which is why it's podcast related information, as you heard. Uh, the giant monster destroyed Japan. I mean, you heard about that on more than just the podcast. You heard about that on the news as well, I'm sure. People are sending money to Japan all over the place, raising money for Japan, which is good. Because, yes, they had terrible uh, nuclear problems, which are very serious, and one should always, you know, invest and help them out. But then, of course, this Rododododo thing happened, and now they are billing that all to me. Now, I did give money for the nuclear option thing. Not the nuclear option, you know, for the nuclear problem that they had. Very sensitive. You know what I'm Very saying. Sensitive. They had a, they had a, a, an emergency and I gave money. And now they want me to give more money in a, in a, in a very significant amount more. Alright, you know, we're talking about... We're in America, so I'll talk in dollars. Uh, we're talking about trillions of dollars that they want me to pay. I do not make trillions of dollars in a lifetime, let alone a year, let alone a month, let alone right now. I don't have that money. So I have no choice but to declare bankruptcy. Now, this is going to be a big problem for me, of course. I'm going to... Well, I don't know... I don't know how it's going to go down, of course, exactly. They're going to, you know, appoint a trustee who will account for all of my items and all of my belongings. You're going to lose all of your belongings? Not... I mean, not all of them, you know. Certain ones will be declared part of my tools of the trade, so I'll probably be able to keep my computer, you know. But um, the real concern is that I, 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 I... I'm not, Jordan, I'm not 100% sure that I will be able to come and record the podcast here. What? Why? Well, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to lose my home in New York. I mean, it's my secondary residence. Legally, my, my primary residence, as you know, is back at, uh, at mother's estate in, in England. So I, I'm going to have to go back and live there. I have to liquidate my, my, my secondary residence, of course, which is um, this New York home that I live in. So I'm going to lose my home. Um, so I won't really be able to live around no, here. No, but that, that doesn't make any sense. That's where your job is. You work at the Queen's Institute for Extra Historical Studies. Well, yes. I mean, I, I do. I do work there uh, in many ways. I, I will work there in fewer ways now uh, because as a result of uh, being declared bankrupt, I will probably, um, not 100% certain, but I will probably lose my my work visa uh, for the United States. So I um, will not be able to remain a resident alien here. So you're gonna ha- you're going back to England tomorrow and staying? There's a there's a good chance, yes. Um, which uh, which is not a problem because, uh, like I said, part of the tools of my trade. If I lose, especially if I lose my Queen's Institute job, 
the only job I will have is, is the freelance extra historical readings. So I've got plenty of clients in England that I was currently doing things over the internet with. I can still do work over the internet, so I will still have my computer. And as a result, I could, you know, I can probably Skype in to the, the podcast and I can probably appear on the podcast in that capacity, but probably not physically in your apartment as we are usually want to do. Well, that sucks. Yes, yes, it does. I mean, really, the po- like it's much easier to report record the podcast here. It's higher quality. Granted, we've I know we've had Skype people on before, and it's great. And I plan on having Skype people on again. But if I'm having two Skype people on, it's going to be it's not going to sound as good. You and another guest. How am I supposed to do that? Well, I you know I don't know. I I hadn't thought of that. I was busy you know thinking about the fact that I'm going to lose everything that I own except probably my books and my computers. You know, my historical reference and my my computer. Right, but it's I'm just saying. The, you need those things to do extra history things for the podcast as well. So I do. I'm, I'm glad that you get to keep those. But I'm just saying that it's not going to. The sound of the podcast is going to go down because of this. And it's because. I mean, when are you going to be able to come back? Well, I I am not 100 percent sure. I mean, it's likely that I won't be able to get another another visa until I'm done. Until I'm uh, uh, released from my bankruptcy, which will probably be a period of. At the very least, 12 months, um, if not longer. I mean, it, it all depends on how the hearing goes, you know, and, and, and what, what kind of things I can set up with my trustee. I, I'm worried. I'm concerned, to be honest with you, because, like I said, trillions of dollars, I don't have that. So I really need to make sure that this debt is relieved. But there's a good chance that they're going to put me on, you know, some sort of a payment plan where they're going to, you know, take take my income and decide what my minimum income necessary to live off of would be and then take everything above that, which means that might go on for as long as three years, you know, which would be sort of dreadful. So you won't be able to come back for three years? Well, I don't know. I'm not saying I would probably, it's not so much that because I can come back if I'm released from my bankruptcy and I still have to pay those for the remaining three years. I could be released within two years, within one year, I mean, I should say, uh, at the end of one year. If I'm not making the payments, so, you know. Well, why wouldn't you make the payments? What what better things do you have to pay off? J- Japan needs buildings. You know, J- Japanese people need to live. Right. And the thousands of dollars that I'll send them will probably help build a building, maybe. Hang on, hang on. So you're saying not only is it going to screw up my podcast for a year because you're not going to be here. <sighs> yes. You're going to have to scrape by on, like, no money and live in England, which you don't even really want to do. Yes. And at the same time, you're shirking your duty to the Japanese people. You're not going to even pay them enough money so that they can actually rebuild their country that is destroyed because of you. Now, Jordan, that's really unfair. How is it unfair? Because I, okay, again, it's not my fault that ran rampant. It's, if anyone, Sam Jackson's fault. And then if anyone else, it's your fault. How is it my fault? That's ridiculous. Because you're the one who forced me to send Sam Jackson on this fool's errand to find Frank Allen. I don't want to find Frank Allen. I don't like Frank Allen. I don't care about Frank Allen. I care about myself. And this is ruining me. Frank Allen is going to be found. He sounds like he's happy. Why are we even finding him? And yet, I'm going to be ruined. And I'm going to be not lost in the sense that you don't know where I am, but lost in the sense that I'm not with you. Is that something that you want? Is this something good? How is this a good outcome? It sounds like a terrible outcome. Especially for me, and it's your fault. Well, Rory, I am offended that you said that. How does that offend you? Because... I am trying to help my friend, Frank Allen. Help him by spending my money. Yes. Someone who, as you, you just said, they're going to, they're going to be taking extra money from you for three years. So obviously you have extra money. That's not what it, that's not what it's saying. Extra money. Who's to say what money is extra? I'm used to a certain standard of living that I'm going to have to give up in order to help rebuild Japan. 
barely. And so the people of Japan are going to be suffering a lot more than you. So you've got no right to complain. Frank Allen needed to be found. I have no evidence of that. I wanted to find him. So I'm going bankrupt to satisfy your want. Well, yes. I didn't know it was going to make you go bankrupt, but it turns out if there's... Okay, you're right. I Maybe I feel a little guilty about that. Thank you. A little guilty. Yes, sure. And if there's anything I can do to help, well, that you, doesn't involve me claiming that I was responsible for the Japanese destruction, uh, then I will do it. I mean, I can testify as a, a witness to your niceness. I don't think that's going to do anything. They don't, they don't let people off easier because they're nice. Well, I mean, because you weren't, it's not like you were wantonly spending money on, you know, crazy things. You were doing it to help a friend. He's not even my friend. You were doing it to help an enemy, which is even nicer. I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's going to do it. Well, regardless, I'm sorry. And, um, I'm sorry for any part that I played. I, I'm not responsible. <laughs> uh, yes, of course. Yes, sure. But I'm sorry for any role that I played in your financial ruin. Look, I don't have any, I don't have like, a, it's not like I have a lot of money to help you with. So It's fine. I, you know, I'll go back to England and maybe, maybe they won't take away my, my visa. You know, I'll let you know. We'll find out next week if I'm here, you know, if I'm here, if I came back or if I was, uh, you know, kept in the country. Well, I, I hope that you can come back. I mean, that, that would suck if you lost your job. Who would run the Queen's Institute? I do, I don't know. The Queen would appoint someone else. I, I have no idea. Well, that sucks, man. That really sucks. Um, oh, but speaking of Frank, uh, Slam Jackson's uh, uh, investigation, we do have a letter from him that we should read. Uh, do you want to read it, uh, Rory? It is to you. No, I don't want to read it. It's from Sl This man is ruining me. Well, okay, I'll read it. Um, Dear Mr. Sinjin, I'm hot on the trail of Frank Allen. I hope the cost of rebuilding Japan isn't too much, but I know your friendship is worth more than money. Anyway, while I am en route to the address I got from Konstantin Senislavsky, I thought I would share an important piece of evidence I found in the Frank Allen investigation that was forwarded to me by its creator, Hank Fallon. Signed, Slam Jackson, Private Investigator. No, it's not worth more to me than money. Money is definitely worth more to me than Frank Allen. Especially all the money I have. Do you know that my entire, all my bank accounts are going to be seized? All of them. All my assets are going to be seized and sold. All of them. Do you know that? Well, I, yeah, I know that now. But I'm talking to Slam Jackson. Also, Slam Jackson, did you know that the bill that you send me for your investigation, that's going to go on the bankrupt list, Okay. So you're not going to be able to ask me for any money anymore, and the trustee is going to decide how much money you get back. So let's see if your payment is worth more than, you know, the homes of people in Japan, for example. Rory, that's not a nice thing to do to Slam Jackson. This, I'm declaring bankruptcy. It's not about nice. It's about I don't have the money to pay. There are, there are people billing me for things. For example... The entire country of Japan. Uh, uh, well, okay, but I'm just saying, Slam's doing a good job. He's got an address of where Frank Allen I is, supposedly. I, I don't want him to not give it to us because you're not going to pay him. It's up to the trustee. The trustee may find that, you know, I should pay back Slam Jackson in full. And maybe my wages will be garnished to pay Slam Jackson. We'll find out. You know, we'll find out. I have no control over it anymore. After tomorrow, when the hearing occurs, I have no control. Well, all right. Um, fine. We, we this is uh, uh, Slam. Thank you for this uh, for what you've you've uh, you're getting to us. Uh, speaking of him getting things to us, he, uh, he the 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 aforementioned uh, uh, piece of evidence was forwarded to us by uh, Mister our good good friend Mister Harry Wilson, uh, who sent us an audio letter to go along with it. So 
Let's play uh, Harry's audio letter here. Hello, everyone. This is Harry Wilson, the toot janitor, so-called because I am a janitor and I am a world expert on teeth and teeth health. I'm here talking today because normally you would hear from Charles Berman, but he uh, fell down the stairs, probably breaking all of his teeth, which is extraordinarily uh, tragic and uh, unfortunate for him because, first of all, he's going to be unable to brush them properly when they're all out of place and jumbled in his mouth. And secondly, because it secondarily ruins the appearance of the teeth, so that even when they're clean, they're going to look all broken and mangled, which is terrible. Now, I haven't had the opportunity to talk to him about what he's going to do about tooth health uh, in the future, because he doesn't seem to be able to talk. But hopefully once that obstacle is overcome, we can get to the real heart and the meat of the matter, which is what's going to happen to his teeth, once we investigate the whole business of... uh, how are we going to clean them? That's why I've been helping him out, uh, helping brush his teeth during this trying and most difficult time for him. But somebody has to introduce these radio shows. We have got them for you. First of all, we've got uh, this thing that Slam Jackson gave me that uh, Hank Fallon gave him, which is this whole program, uh, Frankly Speaking. Frankly, all the people in this sound like they don't brush their teeth that often. They don't even mention teeth. Uh, so I would leave it alone. The other thing I have got is uh, Lessons from the Life of Nathan Van Etten. Now, if you heard the last episode of this, you noticed he was going to the dentist and he ended up being raped, which, of course, is fair retribution for somebody who has to go to the dentist because, of course, he doesn't brush his teeth often enough. I've never heard Nathan Van Etten brushing his teeth, which is why he had to go to the dentist, which is why he ended up getting raped. So, we have another episode now in his further adventures in which he's doing some terrible things for his teeth, namely eating syrup. In my opinion, this is one of the great villains of modern culture, and he deserves everything that's coming to him, whatever that may be. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed the programs. Please do it while brushing your teeth. I promise you, your teeth will feel better. Your hand will feel stronger. Your mouth will be wider. This is Harry Wilson, the Tooth Janitor, signing off from Harry Wilson Introduces Radio Shows. Tune in next time you get the opportunity to Harry Wilson Advises You, Harry Wilson Finds You Love, Harry Wilson Cooks For You, and Harry Wilson Brushes Your Teeth Because You're Too Lazy. Good night, everybody. Hope you have a good show, Jordan and Scape and uh, Rory. And uh, Frank Allen hasn't been there in a while. Why haven't we had another episode of Harry Wilson Advises You? Ah, You know, that is a really good question. Uh, Sharp-eared listeners may realize that it was exactly 100 episodes ago that we aired the the amazing comeback into the world of entertainment of – and advice giving, I should say, as well – of Mr. Harry Wilson with Harry Wilson Continues to Advise You, the follow-up to his uh, show in Another Reality – Harry Wilson advises you. Um, it has been a hundred episodes and I don't, have we even done, I mean, we've had Harry on a number of times since then. I'm not sure we've done another episode of Harry Wilson advises you, which is crazy, you know, because we really should have. He is a great advisor. Uh, the reason we did it a hundred episodes ago, you'll recall, is because Frank Allen was sick and he had, uh, had a, a voice. He, he couldn't really talk properly. So I had Harry do a thing. You're right. Harry, uh, Frank's been gone for over six months and I didn't, why didn't I have Harry giving advice that whole time? I could think of a reason. Yeah? What is that? Uh, well, because all of his advice usually amounts to, you should brush your teeth more. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's, well, no, that's, that's fair, but he also gave you some good advice once, didn't he? That's very true. That is actually quite true. So, 
you know, yeah, let's have him back on. You know, let's have Harry on. Uh, you want him to do a, a segment? I don't, I don't, you know, we'll, we'll have to talk about it. Harry, Harry, call me up. We'll talk. Another episode of Frankly Speaking. That's awesome. I look forward to hearing that. Um, I look forward to hearing it so much that why don't we get right to the hearing of it? Or rather, let's first get to the hearing of Lessons for the Life of Nathan Van Etten. Then we'll get to some extra history from Mr. Roy Sinjin. And then we'll get to, uh, Frankly Speaking. How do you guys like that? Rory, that sound okay? Yes, that sounds fine. And Scape? Yeah, uh, Dad, uh, I'm fine with it. All right, well, let's get to it. Here we go. Lessons from the Life of Nathan Van Etten by Pete Bowers and Charles Berman. Lesson 9. Consumerism consumes Nathan Van Etten. There are few meals as early as breakfast, fewer still, so directly before lunch. One of the best ways of acquiring nutritional energy as fuel throughout the day is by eating, and almost nothing is as frequently eaten as food. People have been eating for, well, just about as long as there has been food. To eat. The value of food is determined in part by its availability and the effort that goes into gathering and preparing it. One person who has no conception of this is Nathan Van Etten. Morning, voice! Have some waffles! Ego, of course! I can't, Nathan. I don't have a body. I know that! That's why I offered! Sucks to be you who can't have any of my waffles, guy! Why, yes. Yes, it does, Nathan. Ha! Really pulled one over on you there! Yes, Nathan. I haven't seen that coming any of the last ten times. But Nathan, why are you eating so quickly? Don't you want to savor the delicate flavors of your breakfast? There's no time! I need to finish my syrup and the waffles under it! According to the label on this bottle of Ann B. Davis Tall Oak Maple Syrup, Ann B. Davis Tall Oak brand, of course, the last day is tomorrow! You're using nearly expired syrup, Nathan? No, invisible talking man! Listen to yourself! When is maple syrup ever in the house long enough to expire? It's the last day of the contest! What contest would that be, Nathan? The Ann B. Davis Tall Oak Maple Syrup Contest! God, listen when I talk! The most enthusiastic syrup fan gets a trip to Vermont! To the Ann B. Davis Tall Oak Maple Syrup Factory! And a six-month supply of Ann B. Davis Tall Oak Maple Syrup! And with the way I go through maple syrup, that's like 732 cases. If I did the math right, it'll have to wait until next year to see if it's a leap year. Mom! Dad! You've got to help me! My need is dire like episodes 2 through 5 of Mork and Mindy! Why, Nathaniel, a glorious morning to you. Your mother and I were just enjoying some breakfast, prepared authentically in the style of the Uzbek Pashas. Care for some? The blowfish side won't be good for much longer. Stop trying to tempt me away from my ego, Dad! I need your help! Of course, Nathaniel. What can I do to enrich the life of my son today? Time is wasting away like a triffid without fresh people! I have less than 24 hours, namely 23, to prove myself what I know myself to be, the world's most enthusiastic customer of Ann B. Davis Tall Oak Maple Syrup. I need you to do the project for me. Why, Nathaniel, I'm afraid I'm completely unqualified. 
This contest is for people enthusiastic about this brand of maple syrup. You know I'm nothing of the kind. But that's insane! When you get older, my son, you'll find that getting others to do your work for you- God, I will have to prove my need for maple syrup by demonstrating my cruel father's indifference to Ann B. Davis! Ha! Why, Nathaniel, this contest is merely a marketing tool, designed to convince foolish, impressionable people that by purchasing excessive amounts of the company's product and providing it with free advertising, that they increase their minute chances of winning a prize that costs the company next to nothing. Purchasing excessive amounts? Free advertising? Great idea! Thanks, Dad! I like the way you think! Anytime, Nathaniel. Usually, nothing is as unwanted as trash. But, as the saying might well go, one pancake house's trash is another man's ticket to Vermont. We catch up with Nathan in a dumpster, desperately pulling out every syrup bottle at hand. Finally, head voice! Give me a hand with this, will ya? I might, Nathan, but I don't have hands. Well, isn't that just perfect? Why didn't you tell me that before? Nathan, I ex- (sighs) What are you doing in the dumpster, Nathan? Rooting for bottles, of course. If this doesn't prove my dedication, I don't know what will. I can't believe the supermarket wouldn't accept a cut of my future prize winnings as payment. Look, I've already found four bottles. When my photographic friend Terry comes, everything will be in place. Your photographic friend? Yeah, it means she takes photographics, which is what photo is short for. And graphics, don't you know anything? It would seem not, Nathan. Hey, Nathan. Hey, Terry! Have you ever seen this much trash? Uh, no. I've never looked for this much trash. What are we doing here? Going through the garbage, obviously. I thought photographics were supposed to be observant. Okay, Nathan, let's try this again. Why are we going through the garbage? Oh! I was wondering why you didn't ask. I'm finding Ann B. Davis Tall Oak Syrup Bottles for my soon-to-be-winning contest entry for their most enthusiastic fan. It's a life-size Ann B. Davis Tall Oak, but made of maple syrup bottles instead of oak. And here's the fifth bottle. We're getting closer. And I'm here... Yes, you are. Okay, Nathan. See you later. No, wait. My camera button pushing friend. I need you to document this for posterity. Great. Now, why didn't you ask me to bring a camera? Just use your cell phone. You're good enough at this that you don't need a camera to make it look good, right? I'm a professional, Nathan. Great! Then I'm sure to win with a professional picture. You know the professional part means I get paid for this, right? This all fits perfectly into my plan. When I win this contest, you, yes, you, my friend, will be the lucky owner of your very own one I repeat, one whole, I repeat, whole bottle of N.B. Davis Tall Oak Maple Syrup. Yeah! How many do you think you're winning? 732, or 735, depending if it's a leap here. Now help me root through this garbage. That's your picture, Nathan. I'm out of here. Wait, picture-taking friend! Hey! That wasn't the photo I needed. Come back! Please! Pretty please! Okay, a bottle and a half! Fine, but if this doesn't win, see how you like not getting your cut! And as time marches inexorably towards the syrup contest deadline, 
We leave Nathan, sitting alone in a dumpster full of garbage, wondering what exactly to do with his five empty, stained syrup bottles. Hey, I can still decorate my room with this tree statue! What a terrible idea, Nathan. And hoping against hope that he wins the contest and avoids having to pay for syrup for six months. Oh, and I don't have to pay anyway. My dad buys that. I just want to feel like a winner! (sighs) Okay, Nathan. Have you learned anything from this? Of course! I learned that you should never offer your friends fair compensation for their work. They'll just leave anyway and jeopardize your chance at winning 751 cases of sweet, delicious, life-affirming syrup! Compensation is how we are rewarded when we perform services for another. Perhaps you will find it rewarding next time when we bring you another lesson from the life of Nathan Van Etten. In that lesson from the life of Nathan Van Etten, the narrator was Jack Coomrad, Nathan Van Etten was Mickey Weishner, Nathan's dad was Daniel Schwartz, and Terry was Julia Kelly. Hello and welcome to This Day in History. My name is Rory Sinjin and this is WHRW Binghamton. Back on July 18th, 64, the Great Fire of Rome breaks out and destroys much of the city on this day. There is no evidence that the Roman Emperor Nero either started the fire or played the fiddle while it burned. Still, he did use the disaster to further his political agenda. And here I am in the Colosseum gas station, the Emperor Nero smoking away when... Oh, oh, I dropped the cigarette in the chariot fuel. Ah! It's burning! It's all burning! My glorious city! You know what? This is... Oh, wow. It's beautiful, though. You know what? I think we're going to take my fiddle anyway. Time to fiddle. Even if it is burning and even if it is my Excuse fault. Excuse me, my emperor. There's no evidence you do that. I have to take away the fiddle from you. Of course there's no evidence I did it because I burnt down the city, you fool. Oh, no. He's a burner the evidence for his crime and for his bad fiddle playing. Darn what are we right. doing in Rome? We're gonna die! Ah! <laughs> I think this is a really kitschy tune, don't you? Ah, <laughs> uh, bad music and the fire! Oh, oh next time, after I rebuild the city to my wishes, I won't smoke at the gas station. And you shouldn't smoke at your gas station either, because you could blow up Rome or whatever city you're in, and you could probably die, unlike him who didn't, which is weird. But there you are. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. Hello, my name is Rory Sinjin on WHRW Binghamton's This Day in History. Back on July 25th, 1965, folk legend Bob Dylan performs for the first time with electric instruments. His fans, who were used to hearing him play folk songs on an acoustic guitar, were so disappointed that they booed him off stage. I can't understand a word he's saying. That's not a person, that sounds like my fire alarm. Is it? Yes. Let's run out of the building and wait. He didn't he say he was playing with electric instruments for the first time? They must have lit on fire. Ah. That's monstrous. Or maybe he's playing with a fire alarm as his instrument. Either way, I'll call 911. You do that. You do that? I'll boo. Boo. Police. The building's on fire. Bob Dylan's about to die. Boo. Get off the stage. Boo. Ambulance. 
influences. I'm Junan, like you said, it's my problem. Ah, that explains everything. Still can't understand the word he's saying, though. And I don't think that's how you're supposed to test a fire alarm. Or talk. But regardless of all the fuss it caused, Bob Dylan was doing the right thing because he was testing his fire alarm regularly as his fire alarm directed him to do. You should make sure that you do that because in an actual fire, it could save your life. This is This Day in History on WHRW Bington. But don't douse the flames just yet. My name's Roy Singen, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. And did you know that there is a world where every single historical figure started a fire? It's true. There's one where Nero burned down Rome. There's one where Bob Dylan burned down that festival he was playing at. There's one in which every single person burned down every single thing that every person could burn down. For example, here's one. There is a world in which Jesus Christ himself was, in fact, about to ride into Jerusalem on a motorcycle, but he needed to refuel it at a petrol station. So, he was filling up his motorcycle, and he thought, you know what would look really cool? If I rode in Jerusalem smoking a nice, cool cigarette. So he lit up his cigarette, but of course, you're not supposed to smoke while you're fueling your car or your motorcycle or anything like that. This, of course, started a fire. It killed Jesus. I mean, of course, you know, that's only natural. It killed so many other people that, in fact, when it got to Pontius Pilate's palace, you'd think, oh, of course, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a rich Roman, he's going to be fine. But you know what? He didn't test his smoke detectors. So the smoke detectors did not detect any smoke, and the fire alarms did not alarm him that there was a fire. So as he slept, he burned alive. You know, it's really terrible. That's why, in your reality, in your place, you should be careful. Celebrities could start your building on fire, so make sure that you test your fire alarm and for heaven's sakes, when you're at a gas station, don't smoke a cigarette. That's just a terrible thing to do. My name's Roy Singen, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Casting Wax. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, wait, I'm going to introduce it. Hold on, guys. <clears throat> Welcome... Uh, listeners or listener to, frankly speaking, the um, sh- the show where we speak Name about so Frank. Clever. My name is so clever. Uh, thank you. I I was pretty. I'm pretty sure I'm the one that came up with that. Yeah. Um, so this is the. Um, oh, every week I forget to say who we are. Um, th- we're the people on Frankly Speaking. I figure you'd know this by now, man. No, Come I on. know who we God. are. Just don't remember to Here say is. it is all. Well, it's, it's exciting. It's like exciting. It's exciting what we do. So I mean, I no, I know. <laughs> but it's, we're getting off. To, we're getting off. To, we're getting off we're, topic again. It's like we're host. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm okay. Hank Fallon, uh, the the biggest Frank Allen fan. Oh and, me! Oh me! Yeah, you want me um, to talk? Yeah. Okay. I okay, uh, uh, my name is Ed Jones. I uh, I am also a Frank Allen fan. I uh, might say I'm the might say I'm the biggest, but I'd be I lying might, if you did. I'd, I'd probably be lying. But I'm very I'm very big fan. Very big. <laughs> he he knows his place. I do. Um, now our our other uh, friend. Uh... Hey everybody, it's Nathan. Um, yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. I've met him a few times. He's he's great. Yeah, he's pretty great. Yeah, and uh, also, um, Julia is here. You keep wiggling, it's only going to hurt more. He knows how to tie those knots. If Be you say things <laughs> that won't ruin the show, we'll take it off. Stop. Well, hey, sh- uh, hey, 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 hey. Gonna be okay. Just calm down. Calm down. <laughs> Julia wasn't a fan of joining us on the podcast, so... Yeah, well, but she, but she we had to round out the guests. There weren't enough boobs. Yeah. Oh, can I say that on air? I'm sorry. You, it was, can, you can say it was an absolute. Sa- <laughs> it was an absolute sausage fest before we showed Cheryl up. Cheryl wouldn't come again. Yeah. For some we reason. have, we have someone else else. here. Shh, sweetie, we're talking. We have someone else here. Uh, please introduce yourself. Uh, hi. 
I'm Steve's special guest. I am the special guest today. It's good to have you, Steve. Um, so tell us why you have joined us as a special guest. Oh, I had a vision that it was where I was supposed to be. I'm a, I'm a psychic, you see. I psych professionally. Ooh. Excellent. Now, it's a uh, special guest. Is that Norwegian? Oh, yes. Or is that the etymology of it? Yes, my family is originally from Helsinki. Ooh. Okay, so... We start, this is I, this is episode 74, by the way. Oh my God, where does the time go? <laughs> In the past. We're almost, we're, it's true. We're almost to episode 100, but not quite. <laughs> we're even closer to episode 80. Wow. Um, now, um, new really, okay, we got to do the segments. Okay. Let's, okay. First of all, well, well first segment, Frank is still totally missing. You, the, the first segment is news from Frank. Oh, Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, you, you're the one with the itinerary. You it's do, time do, for do, segment one. Okay. News from, from Frank. Frank. From Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Can we try uh, that again? That felt kind of rough. Here we go. News, news from, from, Frank. from Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Julia. She's well, joining us. Well, She's... Good job, girl. Five more minutes and we'll take it off. So what's next on the itinerary? Okay. First, now, news from Frank is the segment where we talk about what's new with Frank. Um, this, this week's going to be kind of like last week. He's missing. Yeah, yeah. He's totally missing. Totally. Nobody knows where he is either. Yeah. We, um, I mean, so, uh, so in the news then, he hasn't given us a lot to go on. Um, unfortunately. So we we normally have our new interviews segment, but there's not any of them. Yeah. We've been trying, but we've been looking for him. Yeah, we've been looking for him. I, I, I know. I personally did. Uh, I did a stakeout last week. Actually, awesome. Oh, really? Where'd you stakeout? Yeah. Uh, oh, outback out, stakeout. Out, outback, outback stakeout. Yeah, it was that awesome. Place is great. I, I mean, it was it was cool. I mean, I didn't see anything. Oh, I was. Yeah. I, did I don't. You, was I, Frank there? I. Uh, I mean, well, not to my knowledge. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of. I just kind of. Wait, you you staked just, out an outback stakeout. Yeah, well, I know I was in my car. I just sat, I sat outside in my car for like five hours, but, just like with binoculars. But and I, you I knew ducked. that sounds awesome. You knew that Frank wasn't there. Well, I, no, did, was he supposed? To, I've never done a stakeout before. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm pretty this sure. Is my first time. According to all the TV I've watched, you're supposed to know if someone's there before you stake it out. Oh, stake out. You watch that person in that spot. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, I was just, I was just hanging out in my car. Just I just ducked whenever cars went I, by. So that's what I've always seen. Uh, oh, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. So, so. I, I've been contributing also um, because I, <laughs> this is, might be going against the Frank way, but I've been using the internet. Ooh. So I, here's the clues For I found. For shame, uh, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, Scandalous. Frank Allen, it's okay. I'll take it off if you contribute. What Here do you, you go. What do you what do you think about Frank? <laughs> that's okay, that's not about Frank. You're not talking about don't You're not talking about Frank. That's why we put that on the first Talk about Frank. That's what the podcast's about. You're ruining everything. Sorry, I just be cool. We work really we Remember we the last time you got kidnapped? Yeah. yeah. It was weird at first, right? I mean, well, yeah, but I mean, I contributed to it a relevant. It gets easier. To the relevant. Me. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I was saying relevant. Frank Allen is an investment banker who lives in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. It, is, it, is he really? Is that the is that the one we're looking for? Yellowpages.com says so. Okay. Okay. So do you think that's where Frank is? <laughs> it says so. I read 
in the website. So let's let's go or something. Well, yeah. Well, we can't just hop in a big truck and go. I, I have a big truck. You have a big truck? I have a big truck. I wondered whose big truck that was. Yeah, that's mine. It's a pretty nice truck. Kind of big. Thank you. Thank you. I'd, I'm still paying it off. So oh, I see. Yeah. assuming that, you know, there there is no disconnect here between the internet. Oh, God. Hank! Oh, boy. Hank! What? 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 Who's Are this? you done with your little friends down there? The garbage has got to go out. No, we're we're making thought, a show. The garbage isn't taking itself out, Hank. Oh, stop it! The the garbage. Hang on, guys. I can handle this. Oh God. Rolling seventeen for bluff plus twelve. We'll be out in five. All right, I'm timing you. Five hours. <laughs> good one. Oh, so good at this. See, she thinks it's funny too. Oh. Okay. Um. So, um, we also have. Okay, we have a special guest. Oh, hi. Yeah. Uh, Steve. Yes. We we asked you to find psychically where Frank is. Oh yeah, I'm great at that. Did you do it? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Where is he? Well, look. I stared into my crystals, and then. I stared through the crystals into some tea leaves, and then I drank some tea, which was delicious. What kind of tea? Oh, oolong. Is this essential? It, it was great, yes. All right. Oolong's essential to the process? Like a chai Sure, won't, yeah. Chai won't do. Absolutely. Okay. It's right. the funniest sounding tea. And then I stared into it, and I had a vision of an enormous blue ball. Enormous blue ball. Yes. And you mean like Earth? Sort of like Earth, but sort of... Earth shit. Yeah, totally Earth. Now that you mention it, it was very or earthy. It could have been like Middle Earth. No, it, there wasn't anything on either side of it. Oh, okay. Well, except for the inky blackness of space. I guess it was space. Yeah, it had little lights in it. Did it have? Did it, well, did it have land? Was it green too, or was it just blue? space? No, the no, land said, no, in space. I mean, no, no, no. The, the the orb. I think we're getting off topic here. What, oh, what yeah. does this Let's, mean about Frank? Yeah, what does it mean? It means that Frank is definitely on the planet Earth. Well, we know we know he hasn't been abducted like you were saying last week, Hank. Oh uh, well, uh, <laughs> abducted by aliens. All right, those might not have so been really aliens. Narrowed, that so told me that. I mean, we've narrowed our before we were talking the galaxy, possibly the universe. We've narrowed it down to Earth. Well, hold on, let's not get hasty here. He might still have been abducted by aliens. They might just have remained on Earth for some reason. Oh. Well, I'm well. Regardless, our scope has been narrowed. Yeah, it's true. somewhere on the planet, from yeah. an infinite number of places, you now have a finite number of places. Absolutely, and that's then, that's one. the psychic oh, power. Oh man, wait a minute! I just had a thought. What? What? <laughs> oh, oh! I remembered it. What if, like, he was he joking? Took, wait, what if he took a piece of Earth with him and is in outer space? Would that fog up? Your, like would that fog soil? up your psychic vision? Oh no. Okay. Oh. Look, it's it's more likely. Oh my god. Thank heavens. It's more likely that he had. It's more likely that he just has a blue marble in his pocket, and then that would absolutely fog up my psychic. Uh, Julia, what do you think? What do you think? Do you think he's on Earth? Oh, honey, it's okay. We'll find yeah. him. We'll find if him. We he's let strong. you talk. Are you gonna help this time or not? It's sad. I know. We all. Oh, we all miss Frank. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're still not calming down. So. All right. Sky we'll take it off when the show is flight. over. Afternoon delights. I quieted her down. I got her to stop. Okay. Um. So, uh, next segment is collectors market. Um. I have the biggest collection still. Uh. And if anybody has any out there, I'm interested in uh taking it, In- including the tapes from before, which are canon. We determined. Yes, totally yeah. canon. Because otherwise, my collection would not be as good. 
and any new tapes. The rarest is um, post-missing tapes. Yeah. Okay, so that's the collector's market. There's not really anything new. Um, uh, so now the the section is uh, theories about, well, Fra- about Frank. Theories about theories Frank. About Frank. Yeah. I feel okay. like you guys could do better. What? All right, ready? One, two, two, three. Oh. Hey! What? What? This is, this, the abducted girl's making too much noise. I'm trying to watch my show up here. Julia, be quiet. Julia, stop it. Here, Julia. catch. I got some extra horse tranquilizers. My, my mom is going to make you go home. If you... Okay. Okay, there we go. There we go. There we go. She looks so peaceful when she sleeps. Like a beautiful trussed-up angel. Oh my god, her hair is so soft. I'm pretty glad I took sleight of hand to be able to do that. I'm so glad that we get the people we get for this show. She's kind of pretty. Okay. Theories, theories. Theories. Yeah, yeah. Try it again. All right, ready? All right, ready? Three, two, one. Theories about Frank. Awesome. Okay. Here's a lot better. I think maybe Frank is just too cool for Jordan and Rory now and he's just somewhere being cool he's well he's and he's done he's done a lot like well like like uh he became a millionaire and then lost it all he, uh, <laughs> taken from him it's true true I mean he became he became a millionaire and then you know he he, he you know it was taken from him and then he uh, was a host at a restaurant that's I mean that's a hard job to get I, I mean, never did I mean, that. what what does what Jordan do he, he works for Marvel yeah, oh, he, oh. he makes picture books. Yeah, Frank makes no. Interviews. He edits picture books. Frank is an artist of interviews and hosting and investigates things. True. And Jordan doesn't do any of that. Good. Yeah, not as good as Frank. He's just hosting somewhere and ready to come out with the best hosting yet, and then it'll be on everywhere, and he'll be even more famous than before. And I know he's still out there. Um. And Frank, I, I know you're believe. there. I, I know you're there, and you, you're not under any obligation to us or anything. But uh, you know, we'd appreciate a sign just so we knew you were all right. Because hey, Hank, you done recording your little play show there? We're still, what? we're still working. We're, we're still working on it. You got another one of your little friends up here. Uh, hello, is, is Hank? Here, can I speak to Hank? Who's, we don't you, have any other we friends. We don't have any other friends. Who is, Who is it? it? Hey, um, what the hell's your name anyway? Oh, it's um, it's a uh, Fra- uh, Frank Allen. I mean, it's it's, uh, uh, it's uh, Frank Franklin Franklin Allenton. Uh, Frank or something? What? Frank who? Frank who? Frank who? Uh, uh, Frank John gotta go, and then he went running out the door. Wait, no, wait, is it? Hey, they, is they, it him? Is it him? Oh my God, let's oh my go! God. Let's go! Come on! Okay, go. Oh, hey, yeah, you're still here. Hold, lady, lady, Julia, Julia. I am going to take off your ropes, and then we are going to talk for a minute or two on the show, and then I'll take you home. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Ropes off, gag off. (laughs) Why? I don't know, 42? Guys, did I leave the machine? Oh, yeah, crap. Where's the stop?
That episode of Frankly Speaking featured the voice talents of Julia Adams, Ed Jones, Charles Berman, Mickey Weishner, Pete Bowers, and Daniel Schwartz. Thank you very much, Rory. And why was Franklin Allenton dropping by their house? I don't know. I, I mean, it seems a little strange that Franklin Allenton... I mean, he's not a fan of Frank Allen, I don't think, is he? Probably not, since the time when Frank became a, 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 a billionaire and then ditched out and sold all of his debts to Franklin Allenton. I... I I would imagine Franklin Allenton probably like you know moved off to the country or something. Isn't didn't we didn't he say that in a press conference? I think so, something like that. Yes. <sighs> so I, I mean that's weird. It didn't. It also didn't really sound like Franklin Allenton. Like it sounded kind of similar to like somebody was doing a Franklin Allenton impression. You know, why would someone do a Franklin Allenton impression on Frankly Speaking? I don't know. That's a little weird. Wait. So what? Why did Slam send that to us too? I mean, that, this is really weird. Because, uh, I mean, of course, it's Frankly Speaking, it's a, a, a weekly show, I think. Weekly? Uh, I don't know. Semi-regular show about Frank Allen that Hank Fallon and Ed Jones do uh, with special guest Nathan Van Etten. But, I mean, they were theorizing about where Frank was, saying he was too cool for us, which is clearly not true. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, you know. He's, he's certainly not, not cool. No. That's, that's no. definitely not something <laughs> right. I would say. Right. Uh, I mean, like they, they alluded to earlier, he doesn't even know how to use the internet properly. He doesn't know how to use technology he doesn't know how to use much of anything so i don't think frank is too cool for us um that being said uh i'm sort of surprised that that hank and and ed and didn't figure out i mean slam is, seems to be finding out that that frank's got a show elsewhere in the world i'm sort of surprised that neither hank nor nor ed has heard about this considering if anybody's heard about frank allen's new endeavors i would imagine it would be them um but i guess not so at any rate um I guess they're hanging out with Franklin Allenton now. Um, very unusual. Perhaps we'll we'll, we'll find out uh, more about that soon. So, um, slam, slam. Uh, we we are on 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 the tips of our toes. Does that make any sense? No, I don't know why you said that. We're we're waiting with bated bated breath, bated breath, uh, 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 to to find out where Frank Allen is. So please let us know as soon as you can. But uh, we do have a letter here. Uh, please send in to us letters. Uh, castinwax at gmail dot com. Cast in wax at gmail.com. You can send us either letters that are typed out, like uh, uh, with with letters on a keyboard, you know, words, and we will read it. Or you can send us an audio letter as an MP3 if you have recording capabilities, uh, and we will play it. So either of those, it would be awesome. So please, uh, if you're hearing me say this right now, send us a letter. It's, it's much fun. Uh, but we do have another letter right here. And it says, uh, you know, we actually got it like a week or so ago, and I forgot to, or two weeks ago, I should say, and I, uh, I forgot to read it. Um, so, so Rory, if you could read this for me. Well, I suppose I could. I mean, after all, it's possible I won't be able to read the emails from your computer anymore if I'm at another, you know, computer in England. Oh, don't remind me. That's terrible. Why, why'd you have to bring everything down? Well, because I'm down. So, and so we all have to share the mood with you. Well, I, you know, I, I thought you felt guilty, but I guess you forgot. Yeah, I forgot. I, I, we were having a nice time doing a podcast, so I forgot. Well, all right. Here's the letter. Um, dear Jordan, I'm thrilled to hear you escaped the Binghamton bruises and were able to safely return home. No doubt your co-hosts and wife were worried and frantically contacting the authorities in an attempt to gain you back alive and not in pieces, like all those horrible stories the news stations like to play for us. That being said, Girl Scout Troop 320 could not sit idly by while you became something for an anchor to talk about on the evening news. My girls set up a search party to comb the area, both to aid in your rescue and to make use of their model citizen, outdoor fun, wildlife, your outdoor surroundings, and first aid badges. 
Not only this would be the end to a heartwarming tale of good Samaritans, but the fact of the matter is they have not returned yet. Now, the leader of the search party and the one who organized everything is a tenacious girl by the name of Sally Adams. Because she's such a determined child, I'm not sure if something bad is befalling them, or rather they still haven't found you and refuse to give up. I have contacted authorities, and a neighboring Girl Scout troop has also thoughtfully offered to organize a new search party for the missing search party. I'm hoping this issue will resolve itself, but felt the need to warn you that you may find yourself surrounded by a sizable group of junior Girl Scouts in the near future. These girls are fairly reasonable and only have your best interests at heart. They may wish to practice some first aid on you to fulfill some badge requirements. If you find them, please send them back to me. Thank you. Sincerely, Farrah Kettletooth, Troop 320. Oh, that's so sweet of them. That really is nice of those girls to do that. Jordan, I think you're missing the point, yeah? No, I mean, I'm, I was missing, and they went looking for me. I mean, that's really, really nice. Yes, but they haven't come back yet. Well, like I said, this was this was like two weeks ago I got this, and I, I read it, and I felt I was concerned that they hadn't come back, but it's been weeks since then, so I'm sure they've come back now, I mean, right? Wait, so you read it, knew that there were children in peril, and did not say anything about it? Well, just on the po- I mean, what, is pe- what are people going to do on the podcast? I mean, it's just a podcast. Like, people are going to listen to the podcast and go, oh, I saw those Girl Scouts, right? I mean, what are the odds? I'm sure they're back by now, and if they're not... Well, if they're not, I mean, that's that's really bad. Yes, that's very bad. But I'm sure they are. I I mean, what uh, like that? The, if they were missing for weeks, that would be really, really, really bad, and it would not be my fault in any way. Well, in any way, I mean, you could have read the email. I read, I read it, and if I had seen Girl Scouts, I would have sent them back. So I did my part. I, you know, Jordan, I, I just, I, I don't. I think you're you're taking this very lightly. <sighs> you're just in a bad mood because you're going bankrupt. Oh, Thanks for reminding me, and thanks for being so sensitive about it. Look, it's screwing up my show, so I'm feeling the bankruptcy thing. It's screwing up your show. It's screwing up my life a little more than it's screwing up your show. That's that's debatable, because I would say they're both equally getting screwed up. No, no, because you can still do your show. You could still live your life. It's just not going to be as good, and that's the same as my show. That's, no, that's ridiculous. All right, well, whatever. Scape, uh, you know, Scape, it's been a while since we've done the thing where you sing a, a song. So you want to sing a song? <laughs> yeah, of course I do. Okay. Good, that's some excitement from you for once in your life. No, I really, because I like singing songs. Good, good. And it can warm you up to sing about uh, uh, Cthulhu when you start writing your song later. Well, yeah, I guess. Good, okay. So um, let's, let's, uh, I got my ukulele here. You ready? Yeah. Okay. We'll be singing as and was needlessly cruel, I think. He was, uh, well, he's a cat. He doesn't understand these things. He doesn't know what bankrupt is. Yeah, I do. I do, actually. I, I, look, I, I heard you guys talking. Which one he has, he's going to lose all his money in his house. Yeah, yes. So if you knew that, why are you, you know, singing pleasant songs about it? I don't have any money and I don't have a house, but I'm okay. You don't need a house. All you need is MF and some dry food, too, sometimes. And water. That's pretty much it. Yes, but you don't, you have a, a mother and father who provide everything for you. Well, Rory, to be fair, your mother is rich and probably well, yes, going okay, to yes, provide quite yes, a bit for yes, you. Yes, right, right. But I'm still, I'm losing quite a bit. You know, I'm losing a lot of my freedom. Your freedom? Yes, because once I'm under my mother's house, 
Under her roof, I mean, you know, I have to live by her rules. <sighs> okay. Fine. Uh, th- thank you very much for the song, Scapey. You're welcome. And uh, uh, we'll we'll get back to um, finding out more about how Rory's doing next week because you don't you you haven't even done your right your, right your, right. I know I haven't played my case. So, okay, we'll we'll see. We'll find out. Fingers crossed. Maybe it won't be as bad as I'm expecting. But it is trillions of dollars. So. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Well, um, thank you for listening to us. Uh, right. Like I said, write to us. Castinwax at gmail dot com. Castinwax at gmail dot com. Go on Facebook. Uh, and like us on Facebook. It's, uh, cast in wax, uh, with spaces that time. No, no spaces in the, in the email. Cast in wax. Cast in wax. Uh, but in, on Facebook, if you look up cast in wax, you, you should be able to find us and then hit like because it, we, the more people who like us, the better we, off we are. And also, you know, subscribe to the podcast, tell people about it, you know, I don't know, spread the word, things like that. Anyway, we're going to close out the show with a, a quick, quickie recording I just did, uh, two days ago of a They Might Be Giant song called Brain problem situation. It's just a quickie ukulele cover. Here we go. Be seeing ya. Wake up, put on my makeup, and pick the rake up, and rake my hair. And I think, maybe, but I don't know, but I'm starting to feel like I got a brain problem situation on my hands. I think, maybe, but I don't know, but I'm starting to feel like I got a situation on my hands I think maybe but I don't know but I'm starting to feel like I got a brain problem situation on my hands on my hands I'm looking down I can see what I've got on my hands there's a brain problem situation 29 inches of snow on the top of the situation on the brain We got a brain problem situation on our hands We think, officer, but we don't know But we're starting to feel like we got a brain problem situation On our hands, on our hands On our hands In the drunk tank We're in the drunk tank We're in the drunk tank And I think, maybe, but I don't know But I'm starting to feel like I got a brain problem situation on my hands I think, maybe, but I don't know But I'm starting to feel like I got a brain problem situation on my hands Yeah, I think, maybe, but I don't know But I'm starting to feel like I got a brain problem situation 